Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Teacher Takeaway Podcast. I'm James Gray, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Alice Vigors. Hey, everyone. So good to have you back. And our inquiry question for this episode is, how do teachers maximise their skills and experience to become authors? Our episode focus is going to be looking at and interviewing um, a teacher who's turned author. So Katie Martin, lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Katie, t- tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and your journey in education and what led you to be an author. Okay, well, I've been a primary school teacher for about 16 years now. And I wanted to be an author long before I became a teacher. Uh, and I always wrote Um as I guess you always think of it as a hobby until you really, I guess, start finalising and submitting work. So I just always thought it was just a hobby. And then uh, along my teaching journey, I um, actually decided to um, really pursue it. And um, uh, in November um, of 2022, I was fortunate enough to publish my first children's picture book um I'm also a mum I'm like there's more to yeah I'm also a mum and busy and I think a lot of teachers will relate to putting off their writing uh because they're busy because they're working because they're parents and I just think yeah that that was really something that um, um I had to overcome to really put myself out there yeah I can definitely relate to that having having written a book myself but I'm really fascinated by how people kind of get to their, you know, their current point in their journey. And I'm really interested to know what was the point when you realised I want to write a children's book? Like did you have a kind of one of those aha moments or was it a bucket list item or what, you know, can you pinpoint in your journey when you realised I'm going to write a children's book? Yeah, I always knew I wanted to write for children um, and that was always going to be my target audience. Um, But I think I started the concept of uh, the main character in my book, Annie Angel. Uh, She really, about honestly, about 20 years ago, I, uh, I remember sitting down and drafting and all of a sudden this concept came to me of this little angel going from window to window with different children and taking them on a dream journey. And I thought, I remember getting really excited when I was writing it. I remember thinking, oh, this, this, is, um, this is definitely the concept I want to go with um, for a children's book. Um, I'd had other ideas before. I'd um, written a lot of poetry and, and nothing really stuck or uh, really made me, um, yeah, I guess really excited to just go, this is it and this is the book I want to write and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to write more than one. And, you know, when you find, I guess, a character or a type of book that you feel um, passionate about, um, you just you just keep going and you keep writing more and you have all these ideas. And so I think... I was at university and um, that was really the moment I was like, I'm definitely going to go into children's picture books. Yeah, nice. I love that it's been such a journey (laughs) to get to this point. You know, often people think, oh, yeah, you know, you you spend 
maybe a couple of years working on something, but mm. something that you've kind of wanted to do for most of your career and, and you know, your teacher through your teacher training and things like that is really, really cool that you've kind yeah. of developed that over that time. Uh, you know, and I feel like in the industry, I'd say a third of teachers, you know, roughly, uh, have a book that they've either written or a character they've an idea because the minute I talk about oh I've you know I've just published my book that oh you know what I I've always wanted to publish too and you know and even actually my principal was like you know to be honest you know this is one of my dreams and so many of us have these uh concepts or characters or books fully written and we're just sort of like it's just a really lack of, um, I think, just believing in ourselves. And mm. I think we're adults and we teach children to believe in themselves. But so many adults, and, and I'll speak, you know, from a perspective of a teacher, um, so many teachers have these amazing ideas but are just a little bit too nervous to just go for it and put themselves out there. Yeah. And who, who inspired you, Katie, to be an author? Yeah, I think I have thought about this a little bit. Um I used to have a an artist friend. She was an adult and I was a child. And I used to go and watch her paint silk art. Yeah. And her name's Kim Toft. And she's she's quite a known artist and um, author herself. And I remember when I was 12 years old, I was sitting in her lounge room and she was editing her first book in front of me. And she was showing me the art that she wanted to use. And hers are all very environmental and and she said, what do you think? And I remember going through all the different sentences and would a child like this or a child like And I look back now and watching her edit and be creative and then show me the book at the end. We went out to dinner. I was like 13 and we went out to dinner and she brought her book and she said, you, you helped me with this. You inspired me. And I look back now and I think really watching her go through that, I thought I want to, I want to go through that as well. So I think she inspired me actually. That's so nice to hear that the story. And I guess it, it shows the importance of being primary school teachers as well, that, you know, you're a 12 year old um, at that point and that, you know, further down your journey now that you've had the opportunity, I want to go back to one of the points um, you were talking about early on that you had this character development for the book. When did you develop this idea for your character? Yeah, I, I, it was about 20 years ago. I was about 19 and I remember I was at university and I was just scribbling on paper. And look, I I'm, I grew up in Byron Bay, so I'm hey. very... Um, Yes. <laughs> so I love all the magical and the mystical. <laughs> I'm always drawn to things, you know, like fairies and angels yeah. and all the beautiful things. And I feel like that was always going to be part of my writing um, based on where I grew up. Uh, and, um, yeah, I just, I also, I felt like I wanted a character who wasn't just going to be in one book. And I thought, how what sort of character can go from book to book from child to child and um this little angel just popped into my mind and I thought yes I was like this is great and my my path with writing will always be for a children um for children to close my book and feel something mm. so whether it's um 
thinking about um, what they're good at and believing themselves. And because my book really goes into unhelpful thoughts and it's like teaching children to recognize them and to really learn to love what you can do, not what you can't do yet. Um, and so it was always going to have an element of um, learning and, and oh. positive well-being and growth within that book. But, yeah, about 20 years ago she came to me. <laughs> and, Where were um, you? I was, yeah, I was in Ballina. And this is a bit um, strange. I was in Ballina and I was in my bedroom and I just remember having this big, big art book, blank pa- pieces of paper, and I was just scribbling and writing all these ideas. And, and once I had any angel, then I was like, well, who are these children she's going to come across in every book? And I actually came across very recently, I thought that scrapbook was gone. I 100% thought it was gone. <laughs> and I was delving into some things and I opened this up and I thought, no way, it couldn't be. And I opened it and it was my scribbly, messy sketch and it had all the different children she was going to visit in all her books. And I thought, oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah, so um, I still have, I just found it and it's 20 years old and, yeah, it's just messy and that's just the best. And to be honest, like such a teacher perspective, but this is how children should also be taught to write. It's just It should just all be out there and messy to begin with. And then worry about all the other things later. Get all the creative ideas out first and then obviously bring in all your structure and your punctuation and all of these things. But um, that's actually the process really I went through was just get it all out and all your creative plans out onto paper. I really like that and I'm I'm envisioning this big fat scrapbook full of, <laughs> full of little scribbles and notes and writing and Yes, that, that's a really cool artifact to have stumbled across um, and and to have kept and not kind of realized you kept it. And <laughs> yes, kind and of to found be it honest, And also, I realized how badly written the first draft was. <laughs> uh, I read it and I thought, oh, okay, I'm glad I waited and just edited it and added to it and changed it all this time because I definitely would not have published the first version of that story. <laughs> what were some of the challenges you encountered along the way? Yeah, you know what? Number one, really believing in yourself when nobody else does. Mm. Um, there's no noise around you. There's no like, wow, you know, you're doing such a great job because those words aren't there yet. So you're sitting alone, you're writing, you might tell a friend and they say, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But, you know, you've really got to, the first step before you even, you know, talk about publishers and talk about literary agents and all of this is, do you believe in it? And are you just going to keep going until you just get a yes? Um, I always thought of no's, I always think in like metaphors, and I always think every no I would get along the way was because I don't like licorice. So I always think of a bag of lollies. And I just think, okay, I've put my hand in and I've just pulled out a licorice. That's all it is. Just throw it, put it in the bin and keep going. Because if you just keep going and just ignore them and don't let it wear you down, you just got to keep going, believe in yourself. Um, The challenges are definitely the rejections, uh, the constant um, either, you know, 
if you don't hear from us in four months, that means you are rejected. And so you're sitting around and you think, oh, well, how many other publishers should I be submitting to? And and you don't if you don't hear back and you think, oh, wow, it mustn't have been good enough. And, it, you know, it's really a mental game um, because it's very easy to put it to the side like I did off and on over the years and say, no, it mustn't be for me. Um, and then, yeah, it's definitely the rejection um, and you really have to almost become friends with the rejection and understand that that is absolutely going to be a part of it mm-hmm. and um, just absolutely believing in yourself more than anyone else can. And I think there's so many important messages within how you were sharing there, Katie, how you faced rejection because, you know, we, we all deal rejection in, in life in many different ways, applying for jobs, mm-hmm. m- many different aspects in that way. And I really like how you said and you used it as a metaphor there that you embraced and you mm-hmm. saw it as another opportunity is, you know, it's their loss. I've got mm-hmm. something to give you. I've got something I believe in. I've got something to offer. So I really yeah. thank you for sharing that because I, I could, I, myself not being an author, I'm surrounded by authors tonight with <laughs> Alice and you, Katie. I, I can't, I can't relate um, in that area, but thank, thank you for sharing that. Um, but what have, what have been the highs so far? Oh, to the absolute high for me, there's been obviously a few, but mine is reading to children. No. So that's more important to me than absolutely anything. Um, when I get to sit in front of children and actually read the book and then when they run up to me at the end and this little girl said to me, I've never thought of being an author before, but after listening to you, oh. I think I could be. Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> I know. I said, oh, my goodness. Like then I realised, I was like, this is actually why I'm doing it. Mm. Um plus the message in the book and children saying I've had children run up to me because I got to read at my own school. I think I read to over 200 children at my own school. And I, so I get, that's great because then children can come up to me afterwards, days later, weeks later and say, Oh, I had some unhelpful thoughts the other day, but I just thought because there's a bit of a catchphrase um, that any angel says, which is, when unhelpful thoughts are in my head, I'll think of positive words instead. Mm -hmm. And so she said, I just started thinking about all the good things I could do. And and as this little student was talking, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, this is the best. This is absolutely the best thing. Um, That would absolutely be number one. Um, Number two is, and I'm going to be honest, they're hard to find, but people in business or in um, the literary world who will give you a chance and who gave me a chance. And I'm still very early at this. This is only just, you know, November 2022. But there's been a few people who gave me a chance um, before anybody else and with a lot of rejection as well. Um, um, Like at Teacher Co, Ewan from at Teacher Co, I had not sold one book. My book hadn't even been released yet. And I sent her through my illustrations and my story and I said, I know you have a teacher subscription box. Is there any chance I could get my book into as many teachers' hands as possible? And I was expecting such a big rejection um, considering my name isn't known yet, you know, and 
she was like, absolutely. Mm. I've looked at your page. I've looked at your illustrations. And so just recently that happened. And they, I, I, I don't know if you've heard of candle lighters and they're people that light your candle. Yeah. Um, so I'm coming across people who are just really um, um, encouraging me. And um, that's amazing as well, finding those people who will say, hey, I know you're new to this, but we're just going to believe in you and we love it and keep going. And it, they're rare. They are rare. But when you find them, those sort of people, it is just the best feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, um, like you're sharing a lot within your journey that thus far, a lot to do with grit, a lot to do with resilience, determination and believing in what you're doing. Um, what? Is it the motivation that you get is because you know what you're doing is making a difference and that you believe in what you're doing? Is that the, the mm. driving motivation? Yes, I think so. My driving motivation is to help as many children as possible mm. um, because as an educator, I see how children struggle so much with uh, believing in themselves and their um their negative, you know, their thought process that brings them down. And um, that, that really, that absolutely motivates me just to, just to light a little candle and for them to have a, if they've had a bad day and they're, you know, not feeling very well to pick up that book, read it more than once and just go to bed with a little smile on their face and maybe hope that any angel is going to visit them in their dreams that night, you know. Katie, I know my teacher librarian um, from school sometimes listens to the podcast. I don't know if she's going to listen to this episode, but where, and I know we normally get to this at the end, but where would we be able to buy your book if we were going to get it for our library at school? Yeah, so you can buy directly through the Shoreline Shoreline Publishing website. Yeah. And I actually have my own um, anyangel.com.au website as well. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I sort of got my own author copies so that when I do go to schools, which is my big plan for this year, libraries and schools, I wanted an, my own set. So I actually do have my own website, but, um, yeah, so Shoreline Publishing or anyangel.com.au. Well, Katie, make sure you let us know when you're coming to the Central Coast. I'd love to organise to get you out um, at our library to speak to our kids because I really love the message behind your books Mm. and it's really relevant for our primary age students. I know specifically 5 to 12, the message that I guess you have within your book and Mm. and the meaning of um, Annie Angel. Thank you. I'd love to. Alice, I know you you had a question um, for Katie regarding her, her illustrations. I did. I was just wondering about how you went about finding an illustrator for your book because I know that I think can seem quite daunting when you're writing a children's book. How do I find Mm. someone that's going to suit the message that I'm trying to deliver? Absolutely. And for me, I wanted a little bit of a magical element into it. I didn't want it to look super realistic. So they're sort of quite ethereal looking. Um, one word, Instagram. I did a lot of research on Instagram. I followed a lot of illustrators. Uh, I messaged different people, uh, back and forth, different concepts. Um, but then I found uh, at Hello Saris, and she's from Spain, and well, she's 
one of the most amazing people I've ever met. Like I know she illustrated my book and I'm forever grateful, but she's actually probably now one of my absolute favourite people. Um, she, yes, you're right. It's very hard to get somebody who completely understands your vision yeah. um, or this is the thing that surprised me, what she added to my my vision. So for some things I thought, what did you, how did you even think of that? Like, and it just was like such amazing chemistry. Uh, I feel a bit lucky. I feel like I didn't, I didn't go through, you know, five or six people. And then I did reach out to some, but she was absolutely from the start, somebody who completely understood my vision and um, yeah, she's amazing. So Instagram is actually how I found her. There you no. go. There, you have it hot off the press. Yeah, <laughs> go to Instagram you go. Just <laughs> and find the most amazing illustrators are on there. And and a lot of them aren't with agencies and they're looking for, you know, to work with authors. And, um, yeah, I've had the most positive experience finding um, Hello Saris on Instagram. No, that's that's awesome to hear. Mm. Um, from when you first had, obviously you had your idea, you know, 19 years ago of your, your first character, but from actually starting and writing the book, after you've, you know, written the book, did you first get a publisher before you wrote or you wrote a book and then got a publisher? Talk to me about that process. Yeah. No, I, I definitely wrote the book and edited the book and changed it a million times before I really um, even thought about getting a publisher. Um, I think only in the last few years did I think my book was ready. And you never feel like it's ready. I remember the week it was due, like to be submitted to Shoreline, uh, I was still editing things. I was still changing. A friend of mine said something that was really interesting and it made me change part of the wording. And so it's very hard to let it go. Um, but no, I had it fully written uh, and submitted to several publishers. Uh, I did decide to go with an independent Australian publisher. And the reason is I felt also like I had more creative license. Um, you know, sometimes the, the larger publishers, it takes two to three years at times to get published. And yeah, I just had... Um, it was like a team. I, if I picked up the phone, someone answered instantly. I just felt like it was a family. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's why I went down that route. But, yeah, I definitely had my story fully written um, before I submitted. Then when you found that independent publisher and you decided to go with them, how long did it take for it to get printed? One year. Yeah. One wow. year. Yeah. But that I think that's because... Um, Hello, Saris and I, we had already worked on the illustrations. Yeah. So an important part of this is to realise I thought I was sort of tired of waiting, waiting for, you know, larger publishers to really see me. So I thought, right, I'm just going to get on board and do this myself and Hello, Saris and I are going to get onto the illustrations. And so I guess, to be honest, I started heading on a self-publishing route and then I still submitted along the way. And then by the time Shoreline had read my manuscript and said, yes, I'd already had, I think, 90% of the illustrations already done. So I think that definitely helped having it published for the year. Yeah. No, well, thank you for sharing and, and taking us, you know, on that journey. 
You're welcome. What um, <laughs> what advice would you give to anyone listening who thinks I think I'd like to give that a crack? I want to be an author. It's you know something I've always wanted to do, or it's on the bucket list. What's mm. your advice? I just think absolutely do it. Do it. Um, it's been the most creative and wonderful experience um, I've ever had. Uh, I I do think though. You like I said, you have to go guns blazing. Like you have to believe in yourself. You have to push yourself out there. You have to message people, reach out to people, reaching out to bookstores, libraries. Um, yes, your publisher does that. My publisher does that. But I feel like uh, I want to be a really strong part of the process, and I want to feel like um, I'm reaching schools or libraries or bookstores that my publisher hasn't reached yet. So I feel like you've got to have a very determined um, drive uh, as well. So if you feel like you have the determination as well and you can just push yourself out there and believe in yourself, you should absolutely do it. Love that. That's a good message. Good advice. Katie, is is there anything else uh, before we get into our key takeaways if you want to share with our listeners about, about, you know, a teacher turned author? Um, I just honestly, teachers and librarians, I just want to say uh, are the best uh, reviewers. They're the best people to show your book to, uh, read your book to as many children as you can. I was reading pieces of paper, no illustrations to different classes along the way because I just wanted to get children's feedback. Um, I just think, yeah, I think that... um, teachers and librarians um should really be the pinnacle and really looked to for in the children's publishing world Perfect. yeah well thank you thank you for sharing katie um getting into our, our key takeaways for the episode alice what what's your key takeaway from tonight's chat oh i think the key takeaway for me and i think you drove it home several times throughout the episode was that, you know, you just got to have faith in yourself. If you've got the vision, you've got the motivation, you've got the drive and you think, yep, this is something that I want to do, back yourself 100%. Mm. Just go for it. And on that point, Alice, that's that's similar to my takeaway. Um, Mine are resilience, you know, and determination because throughout that process and throughout your journey um, of becoming a published author, Katie, um, first talking about that resilience, you know, you, you got knocked back a hundred times, mm. you know, mm. well, I'm making up a hundred times, but multiple <laughs> yeah, several times there's, yeah. there's added meaning there, but you could have easily given up at that point and just had negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. What was I thinking anyway? But you stuck to it. And mm. then focusing on your determination here, you stuck through to it and look what you've achieved. And based upon the character and how you've set it up, I'm really keen to watch your space to see how many books um, um, are part of the series. But mm. Katie, what's what's your takeaway from tonight's chat? Um, my takeaway is that uh, very similar to yours. It's just um, follow your heart. Uh, find a character. If you're writing, find a character or a storyline or a plot that literally makes you so excited you can't even sleep. So, you know, 
and you can't stop thinking about the different ways it can go and the different characters you can add and that I think that's when you know that's the one that's the book for me that's the one I'm going to grab and just really push myself out there with um but ultimately it's just really believing in yourself and don't give up no Katie well thank you so much for joining us tonight just one more time what's your website if anyone's wanting to purchase the book yeah, it's anyangel.com.au. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us on the Teacher Takeaway podcast tonight, Katie. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Um, a reminder to our listeners, please reach out, provide us feedback and connect with us on our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you all next week for our next episode. Bye for now.